Canucks Central. We're in the Kintac studio. Dan Richo, Satyar Shaw. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. Uh, all right, overrated, underrated. If you missed uh, earlier, we talked uh, a lot of uh, trade discussions. Mm. Um, spoke with Elliot Friedman, and we reacted to some of what we heard from Elliot. Pathways forward for the Vancouver Canucks and Kevin Woodley on uh, the situation with Vancouver and uh, the Tanner Pearson uh, situation as well, which uh, kind of got overlooked in the wake of everything that happened with Jim Rutherford on Monday. But it is Wednesday, so you know what happens on a Wednesday. It's time for overrated or underrated here on Canucks Central. You know what's uh, underrated? What's that? Knowing where you're supposed to broadcast from. Oh, yeah. I almost missed the start of this segment because I went and sat down on the other end. I was, like, wondering, where's Sat? I'm just, like, sitting here in the booth. And like, yeah. And Randeep's just, like, because he's he's in the broadcast, Jim Robson broadcast. Gone. We were there earlier. Yeah. And he's like, you guys replaying Elliot or something? I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> so I had to make my way over here because we switched spots. But I'm never late. I, I always make it on just as the segment begins. All right. I always yeah. uh, I always yeah. remark that Sat's so talented at getting back to the mic with like ten seconds left. <laughs> it is brilliant. You'll never know it on our uh, our pregame TV shows, but right down to the wire <laughs> until Sat sits down. As a producer, it's really stressing. <laughs> yes. I know. And the funny thing I used to produce you have Dom right like yelling down the hallway. Sat, where is he? Where is he? And then, and the funny thing is, I've worked with Cam Bearer for like a decade, and he's known me forever. So he's like, he's he's, he's our boss, and he knows I'll show up. He's never worried about. It. He's, Don't worry, he'll be there. I'm there. Overrated, underrated, punctuality. Over, uh, underrated. You always got to be punctual. Yeah. Never late for the start of something. Never late. <laughs> right on time. Yeah, never early either. No, right definitely on time. not. Right Usually, on time. like my my first bosses in this business would say, uh, on time is late. So. No, they're cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's really get to the segment. Producer Josh Elliott Wolf with us. Uh, first one, Parker and Kitts. Fabian Lysel, overrated or underrated? Well, after the uh, World Juniors, <laughs> he had, uh, sounds like overrated. Um, we maybe make too much of that. He's been a point of game player in the AHL this year. I think Fabian Lysel is uh, probably properly rated. It's hard to be overrated as a wing prospect, though. So, or sorry, hard to be underrated as a wing prospect. As good as Fabian Lysel may end up being at the National Hockey League level. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's a talented player. I'm not sure how big of a priority he would be for Vancouver, though. To be, you know, like, I just don't think yep. like he's necessarily the top guy they're looking for. They need centers, man. Mm -hmm. They need centers and D, like bad. <laughs> in the worst way, uh, into this uh, into this organization. All right, next one. Rager salary retention overrated or underrated? Underrated, depending. On, I mean, all these things come with qualifiers. But for instance, last year you're kind of a contract for a player. Underrated. Yeah, very underrated. Yeah. Do everything you can to maximize the return for a player, especially on the last year of his deal, or maybe even has one more year on his deal. Yeah. Like Myers, for instance. Like if you can get. Save half the salary and get something. At least you're saving. You're still saving three million bucks yeah. against the cap, at yeah. least. 
Uh, so that's that does hold some value. That's potentially, you know, like depending on what kind of player you're looking at, that is still a player you can add to your roster. And the biggest thing about salary retention versus if you're, if you're throwing a buyout in there, because I know we had some others that wanted uh, to debate sort of the difference between salary retention and a buyout. Well, I mean, the buyout carries penalties down the line, right? So if you're to buy out OEL with four years left on his contract, well, you're extending his cap hit or you're getting a penalty for that buyout for four years after the contract would have initially expired. So to well, me, salary retention is uh, is worth it in most cases, especially if you're uh, you know, putting it up against just the strict buyout situation. All right, next one. Oz, medical staff at a press conference. Overrated or underrated? Uh, overrated. <laughs> yes. Me- medical staff at a press conference will do what most doctors do, and that is not reveal any sort of private information yes. in any way, shape, or form, and they will do their absolute best to uphold their credibility and the situation. So I'd say hearing from, unless it's one of those situations where it's like, hey, we're talking a life and death situation. You're getting up. Like DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo you know, Bills yeah. player who was in the hospital, the defensive yep. player, and the doctors came on and gave a couple updates on a situation. That's informative because yep. they're giving updates real life on life or death or really important situations. This type of context, yeah, overrated. I, I Honestly, anything injury-wise in the NHL, it just makes me upset um you know they, they'd never give us really any information on what or how severe the injury is at times yeah you know i mean it's not just the canucks but like a lot of teams you know they'll give a timeline then never really stick to that timeline there'll be other situations where they don't give much of any inkling as to what the injury might be lower body upper body we've seen the canucks call it maintenance day and then the next thing you know the player's out which is not what we initially thought maintenance day even meant but you know these types of things like i get it you know but um one thing that does i will say not that i came here uh wanting to chirp doctors but like (laughs) look at you (laughs) when the doctor's like yeah you need to come in for your results what what yeah that's always stressful (laughs) can we just talk over the phone nope Get out of here. You're going to make me wait? Yep. All right. You start thinking about everything it could be. Yeah. I'm dying. I, you know, I start telling people, you know, I'm going to be leaving this earth pretty soon. <laughs> doctor called me told me to come in. <laughs> it's over. It's over for me. It's been a good run. Take this as my 30-day <laughs> expiration notice. Uh, all right. Next. Uh, Jason, moving JT back to center when Bo is traded. Underrated. Let's see it. Okay, so I'm with you that he's probably not as bad as he's shown this year at center, that he can be better. Yeah. But he's not your center long term here. No. He's not. Like Even if you can talk yourself into him doing it for a couple of years, that's it. But he's not the guy long term. They still need – even okay, even if Bo's here long term, they need another young center that can do the things that a two-way centerman can do to take the load off. Those top six players, you know, like they still need another centerman. They need more centers. Yes. Proper centers. Yes. Um, that is as obvious as it ever was. With or without a bow trade, it's absolutely essential. But I'd like to see Miller get a run uh, through the middle of the ice. And like, you know, not have 
the option to throw him back on the wing or whatever else. I just I want to see Miller get a, a good run uh, at, through the middle because I felt at different points he was playing a lot better. And even now, like when he's with Bo, they sort of rotate through the position while they're on the ice. You know, um, JT will take the face defensive zone faceoffs when they're on the same line mm-hmm. on his strong side, and then he'll take the center duties until you know they're able to to sort of rotate through it. When we saw Bo blow the zone against Carolina, like where was JT? JT was playing technically as the center in that moment, and Bo was playing more as a winger. So, and we saw this in JT's first year on the Lotto line, where you know he would take faceoffs and. Then you know rotate through the position with with Elias Pettersson. Like it, there's a lot of value in having JT at least have the awareness to make those type, types of decisions on the ice and be able to rotate through those those situations. But I, I'd like to just see him get a run playing center because he hasn't really had that extensively this year. Matt, the fascination with the skate logo, overrated or underrated? Um, so I, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's properly rated. Yeah. I think it's properly rated. I don't think the skate logo is underrated. You can't underrate what fans are clamoring for at such a high degree. So the skate jersey was like, like people got tired of it in the 90s, did they not? Yeah, they called it a spaghetti plate. Yeah. <laughs> the old spaghetti plate. I mean, it, it ran its course, I think, for a while. But I think the other thing that's happened, and I think one of the main reasons why there's more affinity for it, is how much better it looks on TV compared to what it looked like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Canucks wore these jerseys before the dawn of high-definition TV. Yep. And... Well, and also, like, you know, people that grew up with that jersey have matured to be, uh, you know... A big portion of the fan base now, right? As yeah. adults, and honestly, what, what and they they have the nostalgia of the '94 Cup run and Pavel Bure and all these things. Yeah, and now I actually don't. I know the genesis of Orca or of the Orca is frustrating for fans because they it, it came from Orca Bay and the inspiration was corporate and all that. But I think an Orca actually does represent. Yep. Uh, you know the the this coast really well, and I like the idea of representing it in that way. But what started happening when the Canucks went to that logo, fans wanted the stick in the ring jersey more. Yeah, I remember when the West Coast Express started wearing the stick in the ring jersey as a third jersey. Fans were just like, all, it was like the all rage for it. these now. It's like sticking. This has to be the logo. This is the best logo. And then those colors came in because people love those colors. And then people kind of got tired of it after a little while. They get used to the colors. And now this looks a bit more romantic again, going back in time. And now watching it on HD it pops a lot more. So I think that's part of it. But. You know, you're, what's going to happen is if we go back here in Vancouver to these colors, in 10 years, they'll bring back the Orca jersey. People, man, those colors are so nice. The blue and the green, that's fantastic. Yep. It's kind of how it always works, right? Like the Oilers have gone through that. The Flames have gone through that. A lot of teams have gone through different iterations of what they want to look like. Yeah. And have switched back. Like even the Penguins, right? That For a time, they went back to the baby blue jerseys that they had when they first broke into the league. Um, it, it's just, you know, it kind of goes that way. But I, I love the jersey. I don't like. I don't know if I would ever want it to be the Canucks' permanent jersey anymore. You know, I love it as a nostalgia, as you bring it back for a handful of games every year, not as something that becomes permanent again. So we'll see how that this all shakes out. I think it's perfect as a third jersey. 
It's yeah. different enough from the main one. I think there's been too many uh, blue and green alternate ones, though blue and green should be the, the main colors. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, the NFC East, overrated or underrated? Overrated. I mean, how, what? Yeah. How could you say it's overrated this year? Because it's overrated. Not this year, though. This year was the NFC Beast. It's the still, NFC Least. It's still overrated. They got two good teams, Philly and Dallas. Okay. Two how teams many, that can actually do How many other divisions in the but, NFC hey, have two People are making out like the New York Giants have an actual chance of winning. They don't have a chance of actually winning a Super Bowl I mean, here. They smashed the the Vikings the other hey, day. Hey, they're frauds. Hey, I mean, yeah, and you're all, you're all down on the Vikings coming into the game. Yeah. I actually thought the Vikings would win the game. You were down on the Vikings. No, I said the Giants would win that game. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, and down, right. I'm down on them. Oh, yeah, you're like, yeah, that's right. I like the Vikings. <laughs> and I th I'm, but, no, I mean, they're not that good of a team. Like, they don't scare me. They had a minus no, six point differential. three NFC East teams still And in that's there. why they're overrated because not all three are legit contenders. Two of them are, so they're overrated. Okay, how many legit contenders are existing in the NFC to begin with? Like there's, three? Yeah, there's three. Two of them are in the NFC East. Still overrated. <laughs> it's not like three teams. It's not that great. Oh, okay. All right. How many divisions have we had in like the history of football where three true contenders come out of the same division? Again, if New York had an easier schedule, they're not a play. I mean, harder schedule, they're not a playoff team. So yeah. that's why I'm fading them a bit. We see two teams make it all the time. They beat a team that won 13 regular season games. Yeah, and they're a bunch of hey, frauds. Hey. <laughs> Both teams are frauds. Sat basically saying the Vikings were a fugazi. <laughs> uh, underrated. NFC, e NFC beast underrated. All right. I think the Cowboys have a chance against uh, the Niners this weekend. That should be fun. Uh, I can't wait for it's the Niners. Be a great game. The Niners are probably going to slap them around, to be honest. All right. <laughs> going to enjoy some Purdy's chocolates with that game? Like, come on. Uh, discount Dracula. Zellers. Overrated or underrated? Oh, it's opening up again, isn't it? Or coming back I, to Vancouver? I feel like it's overrated. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so what's the difference between Zellers and Target? Is there a difference? I guess not. Like, Zellers was just, like, the Target of Canada. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, I generally didn't, like, love going to Zellers as a kid. I remember correctly. Well, as a kid, yeah, because, I mean, you'd go and, you know, you're, 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 if you go with your mother, for instance, <laughs> yeah. drag you around every single department. You go from, like, yeah. clothes to, like, makeup to groceries, everything. So it's like we had to spend an hour and a half here. Yep. And it's the most tedious thing as a kid. All you wanted was let me go and check out the video game section or, like, the <laughs> toy section or something, but the parents wouldn't let you go do that alone. So. Nope. Yes. Uh, Zeller's. Like, they're bringing it back in some capacity, but, like, are we going to see, like, great deals and stuff? I'm always up for a good deal. Well, it's, I think that's probably probably not if it's, like, a it? limited edition thing in Hudson's Bay. Right. So it's going to just be, like, a corner of Hudson's Bay that's called Zellers or something? Yeah. It says oh. customers will be greeted with a thoughtful selection of design-led products across home decor, toys, baby, apparel, and pets. Housed within Zeller's signature red and white that will guide customers along in their retail journey. Ah. And uh, for I'm our opening in BC. I'm intrigued. I saw people being like, oh, it's opening in the Pacific Center. It's not a good fit for Pacific Center. I mean, isn't this supposed to be inside the bay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. it's in it's the bay. A, it's yeah. as much a nostalgia thing as it is anything else. Maybe it'll save me a couple trips over the border to not have to go to Target every now and again. That's the big pro, because I, I, my fiance just wants to go to Target like once a month, and you know what? I have fun too, but the border white sucks. 
Mind you, there's like a uh, there's a protein pasta that they sell in the U.S. that they don't sell here. Protein pasta? Yeah, that I quite like. And it's really? the Barilla brand, which I no, really quite not bad. I get Barilla. Yeah. Protein like, pasta. It's not chickpea pasta. I guess it's like pea protein and stuff like that. But I'm into it. They don't sell it here. I don't know why. Is that Italian enough for you, though? I mean, it's it's a nice alternative mm. when you're trying to diet. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. We all gotta make alternatives in life. Anyways, okay. But you cut your Italian heritage. <laughs> That's where you cut a corner. <laughs> Not true. It's as close as you like. This gluten-free pasta? No, like it just turns to mush as soon as you cook it. That's not pasta. But anyways, this Barilla one, it actually, it, it actually translates okay. That's all I'm saying. Vicky, the term goat, overrated or underrated? Uh, oh, overrated. I guess used for everything now, right? But that's the thing I like about it is you can use it in so many different contexts. Yeah. Like greatest of all time, or you know, um, player makes a mistake. Oh, he's 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 the goat. Wearing oh, the goat yeah, horns. Yeah. You like the double entendre? Of yes. It? Okay. The double meaning of it. The can double meaning of it all. That's what you like about it? Yeah. All right. I've um, always said you guys are the goat hosts of Canuck Central oh. in the past and that means, year. That means nothing to me because I think it's overrated. <laughs> well, I think uh, you guys I are the rescinded then. I don't know. <laughs> I think that you're the best producer to ever produce this show on January 18, 2023. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> That's what I strive for. Basketball, Phil. Sorry, he has a gluten allergy and, and doesn't right. like the gluten pastas. I will say, uh, Angry Canuck says, um, you've never been to Zeller's because Zeller's never sold groceries. True. I was thinking of, like, Walmart nowadays. Yes. You go to Walmart, you can buy groceries there as well. You never buy groceries at Zeller's. That's true. I think I bought my L.A. gear shoes back in the day at Zeller's. Yeah. L.A. gear. I remember that. You remember that? They remember like, LA used gear. to light up. Yeah. They were really cool. Like, as you take a step, you get, like, Shining. <laughs> yeah, see, when I was a kid, those shoes were in. Now, now, I mean, not now. I saw them. They came back again, like yeah. more recently, and they got wheels on them, so you can like <laughs> you can skate on your shoes. Just see Sat skating down Canby on his way to work. He's so efficient. <laughs> Would be. All right, next basketball. Phil pickles overrated or underrated? Underrated. What if you're in one? Uh we're in a bit of I a mean, pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in a bit of a pickle here, hey? Just a bit of a pickle. I mean, it's it's uh, it's that's. I mean, I guess it's underrated. We don't. It doesn't get used enough. We're in a pickle. Well, he says he likes a challenge. So, do you like being in a pickle? <laughs> Are you a? Uh, do you do you like to do you like to solve puzzles? Is that is that what kind of being in a pickle is being about? I will say pickles are like the perfect sandwich, uh, like addition to a sandwich. Pickles, it depends on the sandwich because they add some crunch and a little bit of a uh, you know sour punch as well. Depends on the sandwich. Yeah. Depends on the type of sandwich. Because mm. some 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 sandwiches I don't want that on it. Like if if I'm having like a BLT, I don't want a pickle on my BLT. Okay. You know what I mean? But if I'm having a Reuben, I made like a turkey sandwich the other day and a little mustard and some. Garlic dill pickles, fantastic. That crunch of the pickle, unbelievable. The sandwich savers that are so perfect to put on the sandwich. Terrific. Oh, so good. Do you ever put like chip? Do you ever have you ever put uh, chips in your in your sandwich? Like plain lace chips or something? No. 
It's, it's I've underrated. Seen it, it's actually not bad. Gives you, you a crunch. few in, gives you a nice little crunch. Yeah. Especially if you have like a nice cold cut sandwich, <laughs> and a couple of you know Lay's chips in it. Oh yeah, it's nice. Gives it a little crunch. A little crunch. Okay, we'll end on this one. We only got a minute left. Uh, Chef Swagger, Cacho e Pepe. Oh, nice, nice. Well done. What is that? Cacho e Pepe. Leaning into saying it quickly so that it sounds good. Uh, Cacho e Pepe is Italian mac and cheese. Oh, sure. It's it's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, but it, it's made a special way, so it makes it, like, super creamy. Uh, you make it with uh, pecorino romano, or well, actually, like you can make it with any uh, any of the Italian cheeses, like grana padano, parmigiano reggiano, pecorino romano. Maybe use a mixture of the both. Uh, so basically, you throw butter and and black pepper and a bunch of cheese, like pesto or something in it too. A little bit of the pasta water, yeah, right. and it's it's absolutely fire. It's incredible. <laughs> Way better than like you know mac and cheese, actual mac and cheese, in one man's opinion, at least. Um, I want to say, like, uh, the the thought of pickles brought this to mind. I recently bought a bag of chips that had four different chip flavors in the bag. One was, like, dill pickle, ketchup, barbecue, and... It's like a munchies mix. Yeah, but it was weird, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need that many flavors in one bag of chips. I really don't. No, it's a bit too much. A bit aggressive. All right, time to talk more hockey. Canucks and Tampa Bay Lightning coming up. The pregame is next from Rogers Arena. Dan Richo, Satyar Shah. You've been listening to Canucks Central.